Welcome to NFT Rebels, the podcast where technology, creativity, education, and non-fungible experiences meet each other. It's me, Annie Alexander, and in each episode, me and the Rebels will have a real unscripted talk, share genuine opinions, and show raw emotions. Should we start? Hello, hello, everyone. We are live. This is the NFT Rebels. Welcome, everyone who's watching and who's going to listen later on. It's me, Annie Alexander, and today I'm talking to Iki. Hello, Iki. Welcome. How are you doing? Hi, hi. Well, it's been, it's been a, a busy, busy day as always, but I'm very grateful for the weekend and uh, appreciate you having me on. Nice. So Iki is an NFT artist. I'm sure that uh, the NFT community knows him. He had a, a quite popular drop recently of his first Genesis piece on Foundation. Everyone was super excited about it. It went really well. So today we're going to talk a little bit about that, but also uh, mainly about the the role of the communities, how to engage with the communities, and also about the egos and whether they have a place in the NFT community. And when you come in, should you take it with you or not, right? That's kind yeah. of what we want to discuss today. Yeah, let's be provocative. Let's do it. Why not? Okay, cool. So um, whoever is watching, you can guys leave comments. We will be able to see them. So let's roll. Uh, let's just start from the very beginning. Uh, NFT space is relatively recent, quite new. So let's try to understand how did you end up in it? What was like, you know, where did you hear about it? How did you end up coming into it? What was your experience like? Yeah, good question. Um I'm definitely one of those people who is not a crypto native. You know, I, I, I traded in some crypto a, a long, long time ago and um, didn't touch it since, um, but was kind of always aware of it. You know, it was always kind of there on the sidelines and lots of friends and family kind of traded it and stuff. So it was kind of always there. And then, yeah, I heard about... Um, this thing right these fungible tokens and i thought this is interesting you know um and that kind of drew me in um I, i kind of heard about it for quite some time all the way back to like the days of kind of the early open sea kind of things so mm -hmm. and i'd known about people for a while right from from a, for a, from a different perspective not from nfts but from his work right so okay. um, from his kind of motion. So through him, I kind of heard about some of this stuff. So I think that kind of drew me in. And then um, I just thought it would be interesting and fun to give it a go. But initially, for a very different purpose, I was thinking more um, philanthropically initially. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, okay, what can we do? I like to do a bit of giving back. And I thought, well, what can we do? And I'd been doing these... Um, kind of workshoppy things for different purposes and it made sense to kind of see if we could tokenize what some some of the stuff we do in these workshops and see if we could raise money so initially it was a cancer research uk kind of driver so nothing really to do with um you know becoming an artist and i'm very conscious of saying that because i don't 
I didn't consider myself an artist. You know, I was a creative and I used to, you know, do work with that creativity, shall we say. Um, mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then I kind of, I jumped in. I did a bit of that. It was quite successful. Uh, very happy, made some large donations and um, felt great. And then started to kind of engage more in it. You know, I think that's how it all came about. Okay, got it. Uh, how was like... I know that many people sort of have this challenge of, you know, the learning curve, figuring out things. People get really overwhelmed when they come to the space because there are so many moving pieces and so many things to figure out. So, you know, how did you feel? How was your experience in that sense? Overwhelmed. Um, and and, and uh, in the end, I had to be shown. You know, I don't think it's particularly easy to do if you have no idea of how it all works, you know, setting up a wallet, all the mm -hmm. addresses, how to get the currency in the first instance to even mint, you know, engaging with exchange, all of that stuff, right? all of the technical kind of bits and bobs. And every time I looked it up, it was some tech guy talking about it. And I was just baffled. You know, someone, yeah. it's, it's the typical kind of person that knows it inside out, trying to explain it to, to, to someone new, you know, and no one really that I came across, I'm sure there's plenty of good stuff out there, but nothing that I came across was, was very easy to understand. So in the end, and I felt nervous, you know, really, even I had, mm -hmm. though I had the guides, I was like, I still don't understand what I'm doing. And it was like, yeah. gosh, this sounds kind of scary. So in the end, um, somebody that did know kind of held my hand and just showed me how to do it all. And I kind of, it kind of took off from there and I think as you know once you've done it a couple of times it, you start to become much more yeah. comfortable familiar yeah. yeah it comes with the time yeah it, it, it's just an experience but I totally get that and the first times are always pretty scary because there are so many things and just the idea that on the blockchain if you do something wrong there is no customer service there is no kind of you know getting right. back the transaction <laughs> yeah, and all that stuff right. just just that idea is very scary because like you know you know that the mistake can be like just just yeah it's, it's no problem and it's, you know, it's, it's no problem Mickey. just go to ether scan click on ether scan i'm like what is this you know like yeah. this is crazy like that I connect I your metamask yeah, yeah you can see your transaction it's fine i'm like what, I, what do you mean block one block two what, what is all this you know um but um no but you do but it is something that, that once you kind of understand you do realize how simple it is but it's but it's kind of you know I'm talking about how simple the the, the basic functionality is you know what you need yeah. to do in order to mint uh, uh, an NFT in order to engage in it transact in it and so on so so yeah. so definitely yeah uh, but I'm I'm not great with tech anyway which is um, kind of ridiculous considering the medium I use but but it's true I'm not I'm not particularly tech savvy and I and I generally need to be shown things many many times before I get it you know I'm definitely a, a doer and I need to do it before I kind of get it no one can kind yeah of you learn it. you learn by doing it yeah right. I mean that's, yeah. yeah got one it of those, one of those people for sure yeah got it so um tell me like honestly when you got into the space did you bring your ego with it with you and how did it feel like how, how was like your perception of yourself and in general like when you were getting into this thing how much baggage did you bring with you including the ego yeah. Ego. Yeah, I love to talk about myself. So that's that's a good start. Um, <laughs> did, did, I, did I bring ego into it? Um, honestly, probably. Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah. But I, but but I was also very conscious of there was ego, but it was hidden. 
you know, because I kind of, I, tr I treated it like a professional endeavor. So the idea mm -hmm. was, you know, I'd had no socials really, certainly not in the Twitterverse, which seems to be the place where it's all happening. And um, I'd all my work had kind of been over the last 20 years had kind of all the jobs and things that I'd done had, had been through word of mouth mostly. So mm -hmm. I never had a need for it. In fact, quite the contrary, I thought I was cool for not engaging in it. That was kind of my mentality. So you know, okay. I, I, I cancelled my Facebook account um, and that was just a personal, you know, account. And I cancelled that account. It must be 15 years ago, if not longer. So, so, you know, I just had no interest in it. And um, so, so when you I were a real rebel, just getting yeah, down. I was, I, I, I'm <laughs> the real rebel here, right? So, so when I yes, when I came in, um, I, I kind of um, I thought about what I'd done in the in in the wider uh, in my career, uh, and I felt like when I was looking at other peers that were doing well in the space that I could you know I had the same kind of credibility I guess so I felt like mm -hmm. oh you know you know it's just you know I, I'm sure you know I'll go in and knock it out the ballpark that was the kind of attitude so that's ego for sure um and I came in and I decided to treat it I didn't I, I didn't act with ego but I definitely had that going on and then I um I treated it like I said like a professional endeavor so it was kind mm -hmm. of like I was going to be amicable. I was going to be respectful. I was going to try and build rapport with people. I was going to try and connect with people. That was all, you know, genuine. Um, mm -hmm. But it was professional. You know, it was work. You know, that's kind of where my head was at. You know, just get a okay. get a footing, understand the place, set a strategy. You know, it was really kind of businessy, you know, um, which is kind of how I'd operated in the past in, in the real world. So it was kind of like, okay, that's what I need to do. Um, but that changed very quickly. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling you kind of trashed that strategy just oh, put it yeah. aside completely at one yeah, point, yeah. right? That, that went <laughs> right in the bin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It just doesn't work as well. That's the other thing. It's just not the right strategy for me, you know? And yeah. I don't know. Others may have success with that. Beginning to understand the kind of subculture, you know, um, <laughs> the fact that, um, yeah, because I was saying, unless you're going to do kind of curated drops and stuff like that, right you can't bring in that kind of mentality um you yeah. know unless you're working with celebrities and so on and so um that happened accidentally so i had an issue that happened um in the studio and uh i couldn't do i was going to come in and do some some nfts and drop them and all that kind of stuff and and expect them to sell for you know a million eth or whatever it was and um <laughs> and obviously uh, um i couldn't do it because um i didn't have my 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 tools my my paintbrush right um and so uh i decided i i wanted to use the time as productively as i could and so i started to engage but it, i suddenly realized there was this thing called spaces and i thought wow yeah. this is cool because now i can go in because i'd been told about clubhouse and stuff and i checked it out but i didn't know what i was doing because again i'm basically a boomer um <laughs> so i was like um um you know how do i navigate this world productively and i was like oh twitter speed okay i'll do that you know i'll just go in and listen and and i was hearing stuff and i, I just started to talk and and listen to people and it was amazing it was amazing you know it was um so diverse the people were diverse yeah. all over the world the the topics were were interesting um and and i and i i felt 
alive, you know, mm-hmm. for, the, for the first time in a long time. It was incredibly therapeutic. So, um, yeah, and then and then it all shifted, and I realized perhaps I'll just do this for a while and see what happens. And um, yeah, and and it did it did begin to happen. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think like that the biggest challenge for people who are coming into the space, especially people who haven't used Twitter before, like there is this layer of figuring out Twitter and then there is the layer of figuring out how the NFT communities work. And then, you know, uh, there is this challenge of, okay, how do I gain visibility? Because everyone is trying to, you know, to talk about their drops and upcoming issues and kind of, you know, try to leave impression. How do I stand out? And, and all meanwhile like it, it becomes like a whole chain of things that you have to figure out right, right. so um so twitter spaces is probably uh, i mean is it the same experience with you twitter spaces has uh, helped you kind of you know get that visibility that the initial visibility or you were also getting that from just twitter engagement uh, not from the voice uh, voice uh, no i mean I, yeah i mean it, it, well engagement is kind of non-existent unless you've got organic growth to a certain point i feel like you know mm-hmm. that you kind of once you've got a certain amount of support around you and and you're engaging with them and they're engaging with you and you've got comments and you've got things to talk about and things to share. And, you know, I think once all of that stuff is happening, then um, it becomes much easier to kind of get the snowball of of support and traction and spaces by far is the, and I'd hate to use the word hack, but it is, you know, if Mm -hmm. if anybody's interested in this space and how you grow an organic following from pretty much nothing and very quickly, it's really quite simple. It's be authentic and engage in the community and share what you know, because I assure you someone can benefit from it. You know, I learn every day in those spaces, you know, whether it's some, some kind of emotional growth, um, my thinking, technical growth, the industry, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think you have to be very agile in a space that's moving as fast as this, you know, because it's changing all the time. And I think it's absolutely, you know, so yeah yeah absolutely yeah so for me that was definitely that was definitely the way to go was was to kind of um I think that's you know I I think the key word is for you because the thing is like you know you you and many many people that we engage with in the community on daily basis are genuine and authentic people by default and by their personality and and you know that's their natural state right so we have encountered we have seen several people who come to these spaces and who have a completely different agenda and they behave in a different way right so spaces is the you know the the hack so to speak but it's 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 the hack for people who are doing it right or you know who who organically sort of fit into this human conversation and the ones who are trying to trick the system are kind of identified they're like very easily you can just feel it so um so what do you think about that like what are the things that probably people should know that is i don't know annoying or unnatural or kind of may feel okay but it actually isn't yeah what should they look for it's a good question I, i i do i do agree by the way with with what you were saying there whether or not that was your opinion if you were just kind of asking but um, I agree with that. I think I think it is very obvious when someone is coming in with a um, an agenda 
right? And the, and the thing is, it's it's everybody has a different motivation and objective in this space, right? There are people mm. that want that want to make money quickly. They want to treat it like a business. They want to grow like a business, and that's okay, you know. And 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 I've got nothing against that. It's just about the authenticity. You know, if you care about a business and you come in and you start talking about the business side and and it fits the space, you know, that's kind of sense, you know, sensible discussion for that space, then 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 you're just being authentically you. And, and I'm OK with that. Um, you know, and, you know, we're not a single consciousness. We all have different incentives. Um but if you're trying to act like that isn't the intention, and, and it clearly is, uh, you'll be found out pretty quickly. Um, and and I don't suspect that's going to work out well for you in the long term. Um, the other thing is there are people here that don't care about the long term. You know, there are people in here for cash yeah. grabs and there are people, and that's normal, right? I, I think it's normal. And um, that's okay too. It's just kind of, I like to curate the people around me, you know, and I mm-hmm. like to find people that have the same intentions and objectives as I do um, so that we can kind of grow together, right? You know, yeah. this mentality of together to the top, right? So, you know, and to do that, I look for people that are in it for the long term, um, people that want to grow, uh, people that are authentic. I want to get to know people. There's a lot of um, uh, anonymity in this space because of the nature of it and, and I'm yeah. fine with and I'm fine with that too um but that doesn't mean um that you need to act in a shady way um yeah. and, I, yeah. and I agree with that and I think it's only going to get worse I mean you know that's the other thing as the space grows you know you get yeah. at the moment they're kind of outliers you know, these odd people that come in and you kind of sniff, oh, that smells awful, you know, like <laughs> get this, uh, get this, uh, you know, thing off my shoe that I've stepped in, right, you know. Um, but in reality, um, I think there are outliers at the moment, but I think there'll be a lot more of it. I think it's important to kind of take the opportunity in a space like this to create values that are healthy for everybody, right? Yeah, I think the anonymity is kind of part, partly coming from from the habits that we had from the crypto space, where kind of you know, hiding behind avatars and nicknames and talking on Telegram, uh, kind of you know, as as someone uh, people don't know about, kind of gave that perceived freedom and gave that courage for people to become like keyboard warriors and kind of, you know, be able to say things that otherwise you wouldn't tell it to your face and stuff like that. So that there is this side of anonymity, right? Kind of, you know, when where you hide behind an avatar um, and you're, you're kind of, you're not really showing who you are, which may be tricky and harder for you to build the trust and the relationship with people, right? When people don't see you, when they don't know you, when, you know, they they kind of, you know, don't really um, just, you know, part of, of the trust may be lost. The opportunity to build trust may be lost because like, you know, um, there are people who prefer to see the faces and, and to know who they are talking to, right? Um, the other side of the, the whole coin, though, is that, you know, we have these people who are doing this because of lack of confidence, because they need, like, you know, there are lots of writers who use pen names, there are artists who use kind of, you know, they're not their real names and are not showing up because 
they're still sort of not very confident and not ready to come out there and share their art with the world. So they are kind of bringing this safety layer to to hide behind it for mm. for the beginning at least, right? So I don't really know. Like it's it's very hard to to understand. There is this phenomenon, though, you know, uh, on Twitter, you talk to these apes and bulls and, you know, all these different avatars. You don't even know who the hell you're talking to. But when you talk to them on spaces or, you know, in DMs or, you know, you have them comment on your feed, uh, they are genuine and they are telling things that, they, you know, they think uh, and and kind of, you know, they share their opinions. So it's kind of at one point you even forget that you're talking to an avatar because in your head, like you already have this vision of their personality, right? Because they show yeah. some of it. So yeah. it's um, it's so hard to, I don't know, like, you know, I've, I've sometimes when I'm looking at my thread, I have more you know, uh, avatars uh, than than human photos representing yeah, yeah, the no, profiles, it's right? It's true. But you, you can be anything you want to be in this space, right? And, and that's the thing. And, and so my question to people is always, you know, if you can be anything that you want to be, then why not be uniquely you? For the first time yeah. in your life, you know, without having to hide a thing, without having to hide the way you feel, and, and, and the way you act and not be considerate about, you know, um, what someone might think of you. You know, no one knows who you are. It's just an avatar, you know, so be uniquely you. Take this opportunity to to kind of embrace who you are, you know. And, yeah. and, I, and, I, think, and I think that's what's so special about this space, you know. Um, you know, others might, you know, like I said, there are these people that will use that in a negative way. You know, but it's but it doesn't have to be that way, you know. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, people are really receptive. Yeah, you know, positively receptive. You know, you can pretty much tell anybody anything here and kind of say, look, um, you know, I'm in it for the money or whatever. No one's going to shoot you down. You know, <laughs> just just like yeah, well, you know what? Honest, I don't. You know? I don't believe that anyone is not there ultimately for the money because, like, you know, well, uh, it, it, but, but, but Barney, I got to jump in here because I'm not. Right. Uh, money is, is a is a wonderful bonus. Don't get me wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I wasn't saying I like that money. being. I'm not, you know, I'm not no, no, no. I wasn't saying that being like the, the only and ultimate goal. What I was saying is like we all as artists would love to be able to make full time income from this. So oh, we, yeah, we would do it full time. Right. So oh, so that's what I meant. So ultimately, like living. all of us eventually would like to get there. It's just yeah. about you know, how fast, how much, how, what is the, the role of that in the whole equation kind of thing. But let's, yeah. let's be honest, like we all want to make money with, you know, from what we create, because eventually Absolutely. if we make it, we will be doing this full time. That, that's Absolutely. what I meant. That was the... No, thanks for the clarification. A hundred percent agree with that. I mean, who doesn't want to make a living doing something they love? Right. Um, so, so yeah, no, I complete and absolutely that's the dream. That's the dream for me too. Um, the reason I interjected is because for me, it's about, I, look, I, I was fortunate. I've had a fortunate career, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and I still have those opportunities. Right. So, uh, you know, for me, it's about what was missing in, in my life. Right. Which is the ability to have a personal expression, yeah. you know, because I'm always doing something for someone else, you know, for, for, uh, you know, there's always a boss involved, you know, there's always yeah. someone else involved. 
So someone that says, yes, this is good or no, that's bad. And as a result, I'm very detached. And you're doing a brief, right? You're, you're getting yeah. a brief of what to create Working and how to create it. Absolutely. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And so, I, and so I'm detached from the work, right? I couldn't care less. You know, if yeah. they tell me it's shit, excuse my language, but if they tell me it's shit, right, I'm like, okay, well, what do you want then? You know, okay, fine. I take nothing personally because it's just, it's just a yeah. job, right? And it's, it's about mm -hmm. making sure that I meet the needs and wants of that, of that particular, you know, client or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah. so, so that's a very different thing to suddenly being in a place where I get to share what I want to share you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and my visions. And I've dreamt about that for so long. You know, I yeah. can't tell you how many times I would be walking with family or on my own and might begin to daydream about an idea and, and you know, something that I wanted to, to explore and, and couldn't, you know, and mm -hmm. it was reserved for, you know, dinner tables with friends, you know, and I would, we would talk about it and it was uh, maybe one day, you know, maybe one mm -hmm. day I'll have an opportunity and suddenly you know, this world is th thrust upon me and, and I've got that this opportunity. This is the day. Yeah, yeah this is this the is day. day. You're damn right. And, and, and you know, I'll be damned if I'm not going to do it. And I'll be damned if I'm not going to do it unapologetically, right? Yeah. Because I've, I've got something I want to say and I've got something I want to share. And if that resonates with people, then I'm thrilled. And if it doesn't, well, that's, a, you know, so what? You know, that's kind of it is what it is, you know, and um, I'll deal with that. And and that's my choice is to be vulnerable. You know, my choice is I, I will be vulnerable. I will take that feedback uh, uh, for what it is. But but if you think I'm going to be apologetic or I'm going to pander to somebody else's um, uh, wants just so that I can sell something or, you know, I've done that my whole life. I don't need to do that anymore. If I, if I want to do that, I can do that. I can do that in my job. Right. I don't need to do uh that. Yeah, we have an interesting question, which I think is linked and kind of in a logical continuation of what you're saying. Would you rather have X amount of permanent job or make your living in the digital as a digital creator getting paid half of the X is paying the bills enough money? Absolutely. Like, would you trade off the thing? It's it's a no brainer for me, right? For for, for me, finance finances are kind of incredibly important to the point at which my life is sustainable. You know, I've got mm -hmm. two children, I've got a wife, I've got family, you know, I have bills to pay, right? I live in London in the United Kingdom. It's not a cheap place to live. I have yeah. certain responsibilities as an adult, you know? So of course I, I need to make sure that, that that's, that's, that's important, right? That, and so, you know, up until that point, you know, work takes precedent. Um, but beyond that point, Everything else is a bonus. The delta yeah. is, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, all, and, also, like, and also, I don't believe that, that, that it's a great question just to, un, to kind of gauge someone's intent. But in reality, mm -hmm. I also strongly believe that in reality, if you're doing something that you are passionate about and you love and you wake up every day and you drive towards it, success is a an outcome that will eventually occur. It, it's yeah. not. It, it's not an if. It's a when. You know, yeah, yeah. It's about, it's it's a, you know, effort, you know I mean? patience, time. It's just, yeah, it, Perfectly yeah, it, won't, said, yeah. it won't be like overtime success, but it will eventually come if you keep grinding, right? Yeah. I mean, people, grind, I, I, people I did a daily do. art for 5,000 days before he got to where he right. was, right? He was like, you know, he was doing it daily regardless, like in the, in the start, at the start, probably no one even knew him, right? But he was still doing it and turning things daily. So, no, I totally, like, you know, um, 
believe in that concept for sure. It's just that people by nature are very impatient. So sometimes they just give up in the middle of the road and just don't don't really push until, you know, they're closer to that point, yeah. right? So that's... Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting one, yeah. though, isn't it? Because you said they give up, you know, and I, and I just think, when's the last time in your life that you gave up doing something you enjoyed? Uh, why, why, why did you... you I'm, try, I'm interested by that. If you're doing something that you truly love, that is your, that is your calling, right? Which most people, by the way, most people can spend a lifetime looking for, right? You know, yeah, more people can't even answer that question, right? You know, mm. what is it that you love? And, you know, um, so if you find something that you love in that way, and, and you know, you'd do it for free. You'd find the time, you know, it, and this yeah. idea of giving up just tells me that you maybe it's not the thing for you. Maybe it's maybe that's not your it's like you know you may you may have poses and then it goes comes back to you you may have just periods where you kind of you know you have like life happens and then you know as a result you lose motivation and then you sort of you know stop addressing it and then it kind of sleeps and and then it wakes up and comes back again so it periodically comes back you can't really you know completely eliminated from your life but sometimes there are periods where you're kind of you know it's not like the main focus of your life and it starts sort of drying out a little bit um mm. so uh, that has happened that kind of thing but it always comes back it's like you know it's part of you so you can't really just give up and forget about it and just you know trash it because it's it's part of being yourself right so you can't really sort of give it up forever and just forget about it. It it it, it, it right. always nudges you. It always comes back. Yeah. And and the, at the period where you're not doing it, you feel guilty that you're not doing it because you know that you feel like you should have right. So yeah. it's it's kind of it's it's a difficult, interesting kind of situation. Yeah. Um, going back to your journey, like you you had this first sort of NFT first genesis piece that you went through. Um, I think since we're talking about the importance of the communities, I think in your case, I was observing like the whole hearted support that the community gave you during that Mm. period. And and before that, um, in terms of the encouragement during the process and kind of, you know, making sure that they had your back emotionally so um so emotionally in the beginning and then practically once it was out there in the market so um do you think that if you didn't sort of wait it a little bit to get that relationship in place to get those you know that group of people around you sort of really becoming your fans and and genuinely without even you asking willing to just support your initiative it would work as well even if it was the same art piece uh, for me absolutely not I mean, <laughs> it's like you know the, the 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 people around me are the making of me without a doubt um look you know um do i believe in the work yes i do do i have um self-belief in the series that I'm putting out, the three-part series, absolutely, it's very important to me. And I believe that if it's in front of enough people, that it may resonate with 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 some people and 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 do as well as it has. So yes, in that respect, I have a confidence in 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 what I'm doing and a belief in what I'm doing. But let's be real about this, right? Um, you know, how do you cut through the the, the mist and the noise, right? You're just another one of 
many, many, many other hyper-talented people, right? Every single day I go through that timeline and I see incredible talent, incredible work. I mean, it's addictive. It's so inspirational, right? My favorite thing used to be rocking Behance, right? And just seeing like all the incredible portfolios that people would put together. It's so inspirational. So, so how do you cut through that? And how do you find some, someone that potentially will engage in what you're doing? And the answer is very simple through support, right? Through a mm -hmm. network, through a spider web. Yeah. So, um, if I didn't have the happy accident and I'm not going to sit here and pretend it was intentional because it wasn't. Um, but if I didn't have the happy accident of having that situation where I couldn't put out the work that three week period and ultimately me investing the time in the community and, and building on that support, um, the drop, the first drop wouldn't have gone anything like it did. And just to give context to anybody that's listening that maybe doesn't know the story, um, you know, I, I, I minted the piece. I, I felt incredibly, actually, let's, let's go one step back. Let's talk about support first, leading through it. You said emotional support leading up to it. And then you said, the question kind of said, and then what about the, the physical delivery, right? So let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So emotional support. I felt so vulnerable, right? So all of yeah. these years, 20 odd years, working with clients, working with others and feeling so confident in my ability just through experience, sheer experience. And then suddenly putting out my own work was like being back at day one, you know, being an apprenticeship, you know, or something, you know, I just felt so vulnerable and nervous and there was a lot of self-doubt and insecurity. And, and and my network rescued me from that. So, you know, people like, and I'm going to make some shout outs, people like Tori Bryant, you know, who's an Oscar winning um, uh, uh, artist for Leica and so on. If you don't know Tori Bryant, everybody, then what are you doing? You know, wake up, go and check it out. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So Tori, Tori Bryant, um, uh, the likes of Laura Rafferty, um, you know, uh, award-winning illustrators and so on. These incredible people with great careers behind them. And I was able to use them as a sounding board for my work, right? Um, and they were able to be honest mm -hmm. and constructive with me in a way that, that was uh, um, authentic and helpful. And that doesn't happen if you're in engaging with people that you don't have a rapport with and a true bond with, right? Because all you get is that artificial, oh, it looks great, don't worry about it, you know, kind of feedback. Yeah, yeah. That's not helpful, right? And so and so that was really important. And but it's very me. British and very polite, right? Well, yeah, It's quite, not helpful, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, 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 yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got a policy of not giving feedback, right? Because I don't know how to do it the British way. So, so I try not to offend people, but... <laughs> But it's 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 true, right? And and so leading up, that was very important. That helped cement my ideas. It helped build on my ideas. Other people in the community, you know, Alex Vicente, uh, Ivan. I mean, these are people that I had discussions with in spaces. These aren't prolific artists, but they're they're prolific people in my mind mm -hmm. because they helped mm -hmm. me develop the conceptual side of what I was doing, and and they have interesting backgrounds and so on. So, so I took as much as I could. I just took, 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 you know, and where possible, I gave back. And so that led up into this this um, situation where I woke up one day and I, I kind of had the piece. It was ready. And I'd collaborated with Tustunt on the audio, who's, by the way, another incredible talent. And I was very fortunate. And so I was ready to go. I was thinking, well, do I do a, do I do a trailer? Do I, you know, how do I market this? And mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there. So um, I minted it. Um, I started a small chat room and I just said, listen, guys, just so you know, you know, my friends, right? I've, I've, I've minted something today. I'm listing it, right? 
no quicker yeah. than I don't know 10 minutes later right um I had a bid I had a bid from someone that I really respect as an artist that wasn't in that room so that was a very kind of unusual thing to happen I kind of thought that's beautiful and so I was very excited right and I kind of thought this is amazing and then the community right the three hundred thousand or something impressions on that I'm releasing something tweet right um hundreds and hundreds of tweets and retweets and what have you and they carried me and I and I didn't I didn't need to do anything um that yeah. was just pure love right and I was so grateful to receive it so so and not just that they were also bidding right they wanted to buy into me whether that was because the the art resonated with them or whether or not that was part of me or the brand or believing in me or whatever it was right um, yeah. I was I was grateful for it right and and it, it it definitely created this snowball environment and that chat that I'd set up earlier in the morning, that little chat room started to blow up and it was just incredible. Yeah. It, was like, it was like a party, you know? And yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. I was observing it. It was beautiful. It was, it was, yeah. it was wild, you know, and, and it was nothing intentional, but it, but it was wonderful. And it kind of, yes. Out. So yeah, bid, 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 you know, and it kind of started flying. Right. And, and, and in the end, what was for me, what was so kind of, beautiful the kind of dream was right at the end you know I got a bid from somebody that I had no engagement with right and and it was um uh someone that I respect a lot as a collector and has, in my opinion has a lot of great work and great taste so that was like a dream for me um and mm -hmm. that was that reach you know the way the way that individual learned of what was going on and got to see the work and ultimately have the work resonate with them and purchase the work was yeah. 100% down to community. Yeah, so so whatever way you want to look at it, um, the engagement and the community wins every single time. So Absolutely. for me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah no-brainer. Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's very important, and we touched on it several times during this conversation, but I think it's important to highlight that when you come to the community with the first thing, just asking stuff, it's not going to work, right? You have to give first. You have to be yourself. You have to build the relationship first beforehand. Like very often I'm getting direct messages from people that I've never seen around. I've never even been on spaces with. I never spoken with. And instead of hello, they are dropping me a link of their NFT saying, can you please buy it? And I'm like, it's so weird, right? Like, you know, you can't have that kind of dynamic. It, it just doesn't work. You have to earn that thing first. So, you know, I'm always uh, kind of advising people that even if you have the thing ready, just be patient and wait for it to right. get that, you know, to get yourself to a stage where you will have that support because it's very sad when people are dropping things that are amazingly good, but just because no one knows them, it may be just, you know, stay invisible there for months. And then, you know, uh, the other thing that they're trying to do, which is, and I don't blame anyone. Everyone is experimenting and trying to find ways to get exposure, right? Um, we're just on the same page with you saying that gaining that exposure is through building genuine relationship because it's more sustainable, it's long-term, and it's kind of, you know, it's it's much uh, sort of stronger, the bones that you're creating. But many people just try to do that by, I don't know, dropping their link under 
each thread on Twitter, which is asking like, you know, please share your NFT or whatever it is, right? Everyone has different sort of ways to deal with this. But I think this is probably the hardest way and probably it takes the longest time period to achieve that effect. But I think it's it's definitely worth the effort and the time. And and I feel like, you know, for people like us, it's it's not even like an effort or or a like a hard thing to do because I mean I'm sure you enjoyed the process as well. It wasn't like you know you were doing it because you had to, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm an extrovert, so so I enjoy talking to people, and 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 I and I love sharing, and I love helping. I get a lot from that, right? Um, I wasn't always that way, but I am now. So for me, it's easy. It doesn't come so easy to others, you know. And and I've seen people really struggle you know, uh, especially introverts, you know, with confidence and so on. And that's why I think this community is so amazing, you know, because they're, they're so supportive of people like that. Uh, and, yeah. you know, you know, there's a there's a, another artist who I have a lot of love for, um, K- uh, Komachi. Uh, yes, and she's Komachi, amazing. Yeah. Well, her art, first and foremost, her art is incredible. Secondly, it is very um, unique. She, yeah, and she's the only person in this space that does this kind of, confidence in the community space and things like that right you know which gives people an opportunity in a small safe kind of environment to kind of learn to speak and practice their public speaking and learn how to build confidence and um and all of this is out there for you you know you have these rock stars that you can engage with and talk to and ask for advice you have you know um insight from from for your mental health you have confidence building it's all there and it's free you know why ruin that opportunity you know if you if somebody sends me a shilling kind of um message you know just check my art what a shame you know because i see i see the art and it might be great right but i've got i've got no time for it right i'm just not going to respond right and and the thing is is that individual could have said hi and sparked up a a relationship with me uh, and 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 who knows who knows what can come of that so so um yeah. not not with me specifically we were talking about ego earlier um you know but in general right so 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 <laughs> no, you know, no i got it yeah right so 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 you know if anyone's listening that you know that, that that is interested in that kind of thing yeah definitely don't it's a bad place when you first get here it's hard to kind of navigate you know you see all these ridiculous fake accounts i've got this much ETH and i want to buy all your art you know this ridiculous kind of waste <laughs> and you don't even know whether they actually buy anything or they are just pumping well, up no, their, their engagement rates you know they 100 percent do not right if you go to an account and they're saying that they're going to buy art and they're not sharing any place where you can see the art they've purchased or you know and you can just tell right and if they've got a picture of a guy in a you know diamond encrusted bugatti or a guy sitting in front of trading <laughs> screens or something ridiculous like that right just don't even bother right it's a way and also in general i mean there's a couple of people that do that in the space that legitimately do buy stuff right and i won't mention names yeah. but but you know there are right i don't want to yeah. be bombarded but 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 you know you 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 learn about who the who the the, the right people to to um you have to kind of sense the room right you have yes. to kind of make sure that what you're saying is aligned to kind of what the energy and the vibe is and you'll learn about all of these people and you'll come across all of these people if you just start 
by engaging from in the, yeah. in, in the beginning, right? And it is a commitment, right? It is a it commitment. Is. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. But, you know, just for yeah. one month, you know, just for one month. And after one month, you'll probably find your feet quite well and get a good idea of what works for you and what doesn't and kind of, you know, off you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I guess like, you know, if, if we have to wrap up like this whole conversation and sort of, you know, have one common message, it's, it's like, you know, um, no matter how talented the artist is, the people skill, the community building relationship is equally important. So, you know, it's something you can't ignore and you shouldn't. And it's something that you have to think about as well, because many people might think it's just like in tech, right? Companies sometimes, again, about ego, they are kind of, you know, build it and they will come. If you have a really good product, you don't really need it to do anything. They will come and fall in love with it and start using it, which is not working that way. And, you know, I'm sure there are like several artists who just, they probably, they are right that they only need someone to notice it and they will immediately connect with the art piece and, you know, um, they will buy it and whatever. But um, but I think it's it's just to gain that initial visibility in front of the right people and to, to, to gain that traction like you had in the beginning, to get to this coverage, you need someone, you know, supporting you to give you the initial push and to trigger yeah. that, you know, domino effect, right? Yeah, the first domino needs to fall. That's the thing. Right. No, exactly. That's it. I, think you, I think you've summarized it well. You know, we all just want to be seen. You know, we all just want yeah. to be heard, right? And and there's a way there's a way to do that, right? And it's exactly what you described, right? So yeah, I think that's a nice way to summarize. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I'm very happy it worked out so well for you because I think like Me you too. know uh, again, like you know, <laughs> genuine too. people who are in the space kind of, you know, really sort of, you know, um helping out others and also uh, uh, putting out there uh, something from, you know, a piece of themselves and uh, and committing to stay long-term. I think they do deserve um, what you've got at the moment. And I, I'm sure it will be just, you know, becoming better with the time. So thank you very much for coming over. Thanks a lot. It was really nice uh, talking to you again, as always. Thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. And I loved talking about this particular theme because i think it was so important so thank you for having me yeah. um i enjoyed i i enjoyed being a rebel uh for a day i'm going to continue yeah. to be a rebel in it's this important renaissance yeah no definitely and um yeah, yeah. stick to it yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm happy for people to reach out to me and and have a chat as long as they're not sh shilling <laughs> shilling art um, yeah no, don't I'm, send links as the first message don't yeah, i'm gonna that. regret saying that aren't I? i'm gonna regret saying that okay no 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 <laughs> please yeah i'm always happy to and um hopefully over the upcoming uh weeks uh, i might be popping up in a couple of other places and um to talk about uh, specifically more about the work but um yeah this was perfect thank you you're awesome awesome Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. That's all that I had for you today. Thank you very much for listening. I truly appreciate every single one of you. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that would help the podcast grow. And to make sure that you're up to date with my articles as well, please subscribe to my newsletter at anialexander.com backward slash NFT rebels. Take care and I'll meet you in the next episode.